Are you blaming the economy or the Facebook algorithms for your lack of leads and clients? This episode with Joel Dunn is for you. There was lots of real talk and actionable ideas shared by Joel, who ran a photography business for 22 years, that is pre-Facebook, through the GFC, and during COVID too. But before we get into it, I wanted to make sure you check the show notes as Joel is giving away two 30-minute coaching calls to our listeners. Just head on over to thepetphotographersclub.com slash podcast slash 1505 for the link to enter. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to Season 15, Episode 5 of the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell and today I'm chatting with Joel Dunn of JD Mindset Coaching. Welcome back to the club, Joel. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. So nice to have you here. We were just chatting for like 25 minutes before we pressed record. <laughs> so I feel like we should have recorded then and just dropped sections out because we covered a lot. As usual, you do have, you know, heaps to give, heaps to talk about. First of all, before we get into everything, can you give a bit of a backstory for anybody that doesn't know you yet? Maybe they haven't heard you, heard you here before, who you are, how you ended up doing what you're doing now, and what is it that you're actually doing? Yeah, thanks. So yeah, my name's Joel. I'm a business and mindset coach based in Melbourne in Australia. So I ran uh, wedding and portrait studios for 22 years before finishing that up last year. So I've been coaching for about since 2017, so about six years, and I was doing both for a while. It started as a bit of a side hustle, to be honest, and just sort of organically grew from there and to a point where I found that I was getting annoyed having to leave doing the coaching stuff to go do photo shoots. So that's when I knew it was time to sort of really switch just into the coaching. The reason I guess I got into it was because I made a lot of mistakes and through my business journey and my photography, and I really wanted to fast track and help people not have to make the same mistakes or take as long as it took me to start getting results and making money in the business. And yeah, that's the, I guess the really rewarding aspect of it is just seeing people totally transform their businesses and their lives and their mindset around who they are. Mm -hmm. So you actually specialize in your coaching now entirely on mindset. What does that mean? That seems like quite a, a, you know, what do you call that? Like a, a fun word at the moment people are loving to use. And I feel like it's being used in every which way. What does it really mean? And what does it mean from Joel Duck? Yeah, I think it's, for me, it's really a big integral part of what I do with my coaching is you as a business person, how you're showing up has a really powerful impact on the results you get. Now, obviously, I teach strategies and processes around marketing and sales, but we really start with the mindset. Now, what that is for me is how you, what's going on in your mind and how that's affecting your life and your business and what's showing up. So that's things like, what limiting beliefs and what things are holding you back from actually achieving what you we can in life and business and how to move through those blocks and how to get out of your comfort zone and really unpacking that and making your, not just your business, because it like 
how what's going on in your head shows up in every area of your life. So what I find when I'm working with clients is their businesses improve, but also their relationships improve. They're happier, they're less stressed. So that's why it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. So give me an example of what a limiting belief might be that's holding somebody back in their business. People in my area won't pay. That is a big one. Or, you know, I'm not good enough photography yet. I haven't been doing it long enough. All those things can really show up. And whatever you believe to be true is actually what will show up. So if you believe people won't pay your prices, they won't. It's simple as that because that's just a belief you have. But when you can shift those beliefs, that's when things open up. And that's where when we, if we want to get a bit woo-woo here, you're showing up with a different energy and you're attracting different people and circumstances and things to you that get a different result. So whatever, I guess, thought patterns and your thoughts that you're having, that's what shows up in your life. So when we can shift and change those different things show up in your life, different people, different opportunities and different results. Even like imagining as you say all of that, you know, there was a time when I used to say on the on the initial call with a lead, I would say on the phone something like, okay, prints and prices start from X, but of course you don't have to spend anything. And I mean, that was like you just said, like that was me. That was me being afraid that people didn't want to spend. And so I'd say that and then that was okay to them then. And so... That would then I had to try to undo all of that in the rest of the the process in the workflow, right? And yeah. it's an uphill battle. And just getting if I had of earlier got past that in my head, that own block that like, why would somebody call you if they didn't want your prints, you know? <laughs> uh, or why would you, they sign up or whatever it might be? And so I didn't have to give them that like, it's okay not to spend because then. I really told them it's okay not to spend. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Have you seen like real life examples? I mean, you must have. Can you give me some real life examples, some other ones that maybe you've seen when when your coaching students have implemented everything they've learned, they have done the work on their mindset? What kind of like, I don't know if there's a way to to break it down and, and say like numbers wise or just lifestyle wise or you know, yeah, what kind of difference I- you've seen? Well, one that just comes to mind because I literally just had a call with her like just before we got on our call. So it was very new in my mind. But she was, she's from the UK, lovely, lovely lady. And she's doing uh, family shoots and stuff. And she's got a lot of money blocks and a lot of sales blocks. And I was was talking to her about her process. And she said, okay, I'll do the shoot. And we're changing her process. We're, you know, through that, you know, halfway through that process. And she goes, then I send them the gallery and let them look at it. And then I call them a week later to book in their sales appointment. I'm like, whoa, well, why, why are you doing that? Like it, she goes, well, I don't want to make, don't want to be pushy and I don't want to like be salesy. So I want to make sure they've got plenty of time to look at it and unpack it. And then I come on and she goes, but I'm having trouble getting them on a call to get them back in for the sale. I said, of course you are. They've already got that first initial hit of excitement. They've seen the photos and everything. And then why are they going to call you back? Like they've got no time pressure, right? And you're making it a lot harder for them because they see it and then they're confused and then you have to come back and do a sale. And it was because of her beliefs about not wanting to pressure you. And just like you said, she was saying exactly the same thing. There's no pressure to buy. And she kept reiterating that. So people weren't buying because they were just taking their free print and 
So what we've done, she's just done the first one without that process now, like as we got on the call and she did, I think she was doing 600 pound average and she just did a 2300 pound sale without that middle step and without saying, you know, you don't have to buy. So just shifting a couple of things and it was really, really uncomfortable for her. Like she was, she said it was, she was so nervous because she felt like she didn't want to be pushy and all those things, but the client loved it because she's not a pushy person and the process is very upfront that we teach our clients, like talking about price and everything, but she was just getting in her own way with her own mindset. And that happens so often. Like it's not the client that aren't buying, it's you putting your limiting beliefs and money blocks onto your clients. That's why they're not buying. Mm -hmm. And in fact, on the surface, that's such a small change, like just changing your wording and then removing one step in your process. That's such a small change. But I imagine for her to get to that point of being ready to make that change, that took a lot of work from from her, I imagine. Yeah, it did. Well, the interesting thing is, like I said, she only had done that, taken that step out with one client, but she's still doing it with other clients, right? So on that call, she sort of didn't realize this until we unpacked it, but I go, you didn't do it with this one client and look at the result. But then you've gone back and you're still doing it with other clients. Why is that? And she didn't really even realize, but I think it's like, oh, but they were past clients and they were this and she had excuses for why that was happening. But it was really powerful to get her to realize. And one thing that resonated with her when we broke it down is around money. I said, money is just an exchange of energy. And that really resonated with her. Instead of putting all this pressure on money, it's like it's literally an exchange of energy. You do something for someone, you supply a product and a, you know, and a service and they give you a certain amount of money. That's all it is. We put all this, you know, I don't know, I know what you'd call it. You put this pressure on money, but it's literally an exchange of energy and that's it. I imagine that would be like quite a impactful thing. Like in you in fact said that for her and for other people that are in that state at the moment where money is this big deal for them and they find it hard to take money or charge for, for their services. Mm. Just finding a way to realize that that must have a huge, huge impact. So Joel, you mentioned very briefly in your little introduction to yourself that you were actually in business for 22 years in Melbourne, Australia, which as we were chatting before this uh, recording began, is like grey and miserable for the whole of winter <laughs> and then can be extremely hot in the summer. So, you know, we do have some limitations with weather like many other places in the world. Now, if we compare that 22-year period, which is quite a lot, to current day what photographers are seeing because now you're seeing you know you're hearing from lots of different photographers all over the place with your coaching students the difficulties that we're seeing right now which many people will tell you all about how do they compare to what you've seen as a business owner as a photographer over that 22 year period is this unprecedented for real like we're all telling each other or is it is it something that's just part of being in business? It's definitely part of being in business. Like it's everything has cycles. But the interesting thing is I think we've been in such a amazing economic cycle for such a long time that most people in business have probably only been in business maybe less than five years. So they've only known the good time. 
and also only known how amazing Facebook was and how easy everything was. And people who have been in business as long as I have have seen, you know, from when we went from analog to digital, like that was a massive shift in the the whole, not economy, but in our industry. And then you've got the global financial crisis that was huge at the time. And there's all these ups and downs. And now we're seeing another one. So I think, I think it's twofold at the moment. It's obviously there's economic pressure with interest rates and stuff, but also Facebook isn't working like it used to. And there's sort of that two things coming together is really worrying for photographers. Now, there's some photographers that are really struggling, but others are flourishing. And why is that? So it is because I think that so many of it, photographers have got lazy and of just doing one thing and like, okay, I'm doing Facebook ads and now they're not working. They freak out. When I was starting business, it was drummed into me to have five to seven different marketing streams at any given time that you can rely on. Because if you rely on one and it doesn't work, like if Facebook packed up and just disappeared like tomorrow, I hazard a guess that 90% of photographers would go to business very quickly because they're so reliant on that. So it's about diversifying and looking at other avenues and asking different questions. Like instead of Facebook isn't working anymore, it's like, okay, why is it working anymore? What else can I do? Or what else is out there? But this is just a, a fluctuation. And I feel like, to be fair, we're on the, the back end of it. I think the hardest part of this economic cycle is already behind us and we're on the upside again. Mm-hmm. And actually... I know, yes, the numbers show that a lot of people are struggling right now, interest rates in Australia in particular, but I know other parts of the world as well are crazy, et cetera. There are people that are finding it financially tough right now. That's fine. We can all accept that. But there are also people who are not finding it tough and we seem in our industry, and I don't know if it's also in other industries, but at least as photographers, we always seem to be talking about that there's this large portion of the population that are struggling, but not the portion that aren't and it become really evident to me because I'm here based in Italy and this is the biggest uh, tourism season they've ever seen here in Italy and I was in Florence on Saturday which is supposed to be like you know beautiful small city and it was absolutely packed my husband went to school there for three years and he said I do not have any memory of Florence ever looking like this. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. It was packed and they're all tourists. And so if people can afford to go to Florence, which is crazy expensive, by the way, like to stay there, if people can afford to go to Florence from all over the world, those same people can still afford a photo shoot, right? Yeah, correct. Like, I think the other thing is the media play into this fear so dramatically. And like, if you feed into the fear of the news cycles, the fear of the photography Facebook groups that all the naysayers and people, the doomsdayers are on there, there's a lot of them, then you start to feel like that's reality. But like in Australia, for example, like, yes, interest rates are super high, but compared to 10 years ago, they're super low, right? And also something like only, I can't even remember the stats. I should have, I should remember this, but it's like, I don't know, 40% of people have got a mortgage. So 60% of people that interest rates are not really having much an effect on, for example. And why is, like, I've got clients or past clients that are having record years. And, but they're, I guess, the people that are drowning out the noise are all the people saying how bad it is, right? So you can't hear the voice of these people saying, well, 
we're having record years. Like you said, there's so many people with money. You just look on Facebook and look at people traveling and yes, photography is a luxury item, but if you market really effectively and you have a really powerful process in place, you're going to still get the amount of clients you want. Like it doesn't matter what the economy is doing. Exactly. And I was about to say, you just mentioned that, like the number of clients that you want. And that's something I think it's really important to keep in mind, isn't it? Like we're talking about the entire population, 40% are affected, are affected, maybe 40-ish percent are affected by interest rates and maybe some other portion are affected by cost of living, et cetera. But at the end of the day, we don't need 100% of the population. We need how many clients? Most of us, what, 100 maybe a year, some people more, some people 40. I mean, not yeah. many in our area. No. Well, I think that's in really, like you said, it's really important to understand. I do a little graph sometimes on Zooms and I know this is not a video, it is for us, but not for your people. But like you just draw a circle on a piece of paper and that's the population of your area. Then you put a little dot on it and that's about what you need as a photography business to survive, which is like you might have 200,000 people in your area, whatever, and you only need 20 or 50. Like it's such a small amount. And you like one a week or whatever it might be for you. Like I remember when I had my photography studio, at one stage we were doing 300 portrait shoots a year. And then over time we shifted that to about 200. Then we kept the more the averages went up, we dropped that. So we needed less and less. So coming from a mentality of having to have 300, then we I think at the end we're about 120. It was so easy for me. It's like, well, God, that's a third of what we used to do. This is easy, like, and it's refining your process so you're getting the right people through. And yes, you have to put a lot of out there and talk to people to get the right people through. But when you've got the process in place, only the people that are right for you will come through and they all spend the money you need. Mm-hmm. I want to dive uh, deeper into that, Joel, particularly like how we can get in front of these people. You know, it's only a small portion, but still, you know, they're like, it feels like a needle in a haystack sometimes. So I want to get deeper into that but I'm going to save that for the members so let's wrap up part one now before we do that please can you tell the listeners where they can find you what it is that you offer and how you can help anybody that might be stuck with their mindset or marketing yeah I think the best place is probably Instagram because I put a lot of I guess free content out there and tips and tricks and different things that's just Joel Dunn which is spelt weird like J-O-H-L-D-U-N-N and obviously, any questions, feel free to DM me. I'm happy to talk. And if you're looking at coaching, yeah, just my philosophy around this is it's a 12, I do a 12 week program because it's a real deep dive. One on ones don't really work. You need a three month process to really shift and evolve your business. So that's what I offer. And yeah, I'm happy to talk to anyone or give more information. Just DM me and I can send you some information off that if anyone's interested. Perfect. And I'll pop all the links to Joel's website and to his Instagram and anything else that we might mention um, throughout the episode in the show notes as always. So if you're looking for those, just head on over to the petphotographersclub.com slash the dash podcast slash Joel, which is J-O-H-L. That's it for part one of uh, this episode. If you're a member, of course, you can continue listening to part two in the member zone or via your private RSS feed in your favorite podcast player. Don't forget, of course, if you're not a member yet, you can join today. It's just 10 bucks a month and uh, club membership includes loads of perks and bonus content. So head on over to the photographersclub.com to find out more. So also I'll give away two 30-minute 
coaching sessions, one-on-one coaching sessions. So to go through anything around marketing, sales, mindset, obviously. So I'll give you the link. They can click on that and enter the draw and we can pick that out after this drops as well. Awesome. Thanks. I'm sure there's going to be some pretty happy people listening to this episode that are going to jump on those and I'll make sure to pop a link directly in the newsletter and in the, the show notes as well, guys, so that you don't miss out on that. But get on it as soon as as soon as you see this. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.